Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I'm joined by Ty Capone. We are showing our faces after an evisceration. All that is left are burnt trees and ashes after what uh, we, we did to your, your pockets. And we will continue to show our faces on here because guess what? There is always another week to bounce back. But we had a rough, rough week at UFC 280. Ty, you set a new record here on the, uh, <laughs> on the podcast. You were shut out. Oh, seven. Uh, I was one of eight, I think. <laughs> so I got one win, and uh, you can. I'm sure people are arguing that I shouldn't even deserve that win. So, uh, how you feeling today? Uh, I mean, it was a fun uh, for the most part. I mean, it's kind of a boring. Uh, some some fights were kind of boring in, in the middle there. It was a lot of decisions, so that's usually not a good opportunity to make some money. But you know, what'd you think? Oh man, I uh, almost didn't show up tonight. Uh, it was, it was a rough, rough, rough weekend, rough card. Uh, it wasn't, listen, I took off. I was able to switch shifts. I was able to watch the whole thing. I was excited. And the whole card I think was just not good. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's I disappointing. Mean, you know, in, the early, in the early prelims, the biggest favorite in the card took like, you know, almost 15 minutes to actually do what he was supposed to do. Uh, and that was before like what, two, four, like seven of eight decisions. And then. You know, the one finish we had was our boy getting finished on the feet, which was just incomprehensible. Uh, you know, TJ Dillashaw's arm snaps. No, his arm his arm gets fucked up. Brady's nose gets fucked up again. It's like, you know, it's just about everything we were everything you could have imagined. Yeah, worse, worse <laughs> everything there. that we thought we were getting. We got the opposite. So uh, a day from hell, if you will. Yeah, uh, and it's gonna be. Uh, it, it's. It, it feel like um. um this is a morning, like some sort of a fu- funeral or something. Uh, but, but the. the I feel the, like Tyrion Lannister. I, right it after is. He, uh, know, it kind of sucks though. Whether we won money or lost money, I can deal with that if I'm wrong on everything. Lost but all of it. Uh, yeah, we lost all of it. But I felt like a lot of these fights were just boring, for the most part. I mean, the main card yeah. wasn't as bad, but the the. Some of, a lot of those stuff that was on the uh, on the prelims were just bad fights. They were just boring. So we it's we decided to kick the main card off with Caitlin Shukagian. That's never a good idea. Yeah, and uh, now I'm and sure she almost won, which is the sad part. Like I, I'm more mad at Minot Firo than her. Yeah, you know? and we'll get to all that. Uh, I guess we should just go right into it, right? Uh, yeah, dive in, dive into our sorrow pit of losses. Listen, we oh, we got our answer. This is the one, one of the fights that we definitely got a legitimate answer. Islam Mahachev, uh, Makachev, however you uh, would like to say this gentleman's name, he is the UFC lightweight champion. He is him, and he dominated Charles Oliveira from beginning to end. Uh, Charles presented little to no resistance on the ground, uh, on his back. Uh, he, he got hurt on the feet like he usually does, which was not really that much expected, but he got hit. I mean... Charles's defense is just not good, and Islam it seems has some somewhat heavy hands, but it really wasn't. That wasn't the story of uh, what happened. It was kind of just, I mean, honestly, what the finish was kind of that way because he got cracked, fell to his back, and then his leg. He just got his guard cut right through into an arm triangle, and then that was it. Was pretty much over very quickly. Uh, this was somewhat shocking. I mean, uh, we listen. It, it did, I guess it didn't matter who Islam fought before this. He is as good as advertised and as claimed. But I don't know. I I kind of just left this leaving. Uh, I don't know. Like I felt like we kind of got uh, jobbed a little bit because I, I just the Charles Oliveira that had shown up for all these other fights. It just did not seem like he was there. But that could have a lot to do with the fact that Islam's just that good. Yeah, I think so. I think by the time uh, as soon as Islam put that. That uh, arm triangle end. It seemed like he was he was ready to tap. Like as soon as he got, he he he, he looked. No, I'm not gonna say he looked for a way out. But, it like, looked he was like ready. old he, Charles. He was it? done. He was done. Yeah, he was done. He uh he didn't have anything for him on the feet. He didn't have anything for him in the ground. I mean, he saw how quickly he got dropped and how quickly Islam jumped into his guard and just passed through it. And he was like, yeah, I, I 
I, there, what else am I going to do? What can I do? Yeah. I, if I get out of this situation, which I probably won't, uh, you know, what do I do? So he tried some, he tried some stuff. Like he tried, uh, I think it was a couple flying knees or jumping kicks or whatever it was. Almost but got they, that nothing. arm bar. Like, well, at least threatened the yeah. arm bar from the bottom, but. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't. He just, it was never really close. Like it no. wasn't, you know, pure destruction, but it also kind of was. I think Islam just really is like that. You know, I mean, he's, he's got some pretty good hands. He doesn't get hit. He's got good defense. He's just good at everything. You know, he seems like he's a, he has a, he's higher ceiling than Khabib on the, on the feet, but on the ground, he might be just, just as deadly, just as lethal, just as, um, uh, smart, you know, in certain positions he can pass. He can use his advantages really well. Uh, he can, he can get an arm triangle from a not ideal position and then turn it into an ideal position. You know, he, he just, his setups are good. His feints are good. Everything about him is, is, is pretty solid. I mean, you know, you're, you'd really have to have a really strong defensive wrestling and grappling game to like, kind of like a Dariush. I feel like Dariush would give him a tough fight just because of the style, yeah. you know? Um, but he, maybe like a prime Tony Ferguson or something, but other, you know, I think this definitely answers the question who wins Habib or Charles Oliveira? you know, Habib smokes him. So just like Islam did. And, um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. I mean, this is something I thought could happen. I, I just, you know, I guess maybe I was on the, the, the Charles hype train a little too much and not on the Islam hype train at all. Uh, yeah, like it should have been. I, I think that's the case for both of us. I think also I, I just I really do truly believe like that, that this Charles was not the same Charles that had been in these other fights and that had shown up and kind of just went to war with these guys and was but I mean honestly when you're when your number one strength of being on the ground is neutralized by the other guy being just as good as you on the ground then there's really not much you can do and especially if you can't keep it standing and, and go on the feet because you're just getting hit hard and getting hit with bombs and really there was no recourse and there was no re- real any sort of course of action that Charles Oliveira could take to change the situation or change what was going on. And that was it, man. So uh, it looks like they're going to do Islam versus Volkanovski at 55. Um, uh, frankly, I don't think uh, Volkanovski can beat him. I don't think he's big enough. Uh, I think he might be able to present a better problem on the feet, and he probably will be able to defensively wrestle a little bit better, but I don't know. I mean, I think Islam's just much bigger and mu- will be much more of a problem, but I, I don't know. I, there, I, I hesitate a little bit, so that's what makes it, I guess, a little bit fascinating. What, 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 what do, do you think, think about Volk, Volk's height disadvantage kind of working into his favor for stopping a takedown. That's you know, yeah, that's or, that's uh, that's a factor for sure. Because uh, yeah, and like, he's got great defense. He's got great gap. I mean, we we've seen him in there against the highest level grappler that the UFC has, or at least one of them, in Brian Ortega. Yeah, he was in the most precarious situation he could be in. Like he he's been at the bottom of the bottom when it comes to positions, uh, and he he got out of both of them. He not only won, he got out of both of them. Yeah, uh, and then after that, he was able to just dominate. So th- there's definitely factors. You know, he, he doesn't have the history of quitting, if you want to say, like Charles does. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't really get past all that much. Like, he doesn't have the holes in his defense that Charles has. But he also doesn't have certain aggressiveness. And I, maybe he does, actually. I, I think lately we've seen a more aggressive, a more cerebral finisher. I know it was TKZ, but nobody does that to him. You know what I mean? Like, he came out and he... Yeah, he, he bodied him. Like, from the, from the jump. From the jump, Like, yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't beat to any punch, any combo, any single significant strike at all. He wasn't beat to the shot. So maybe you know maybe he does have a little of uh, Charles in him offensively. I think I think that'd be an interesting fight. I, I don't know. I think obviously Islam's probably the the favorite. I think you probably see him around like two hundred, maybe. Yeah. Because um, I think you're going to see him against you know every time you see Islam fight, you're going to see a large number next to his name, and you're going to be like, wow, you know, maybe As I you take should. a shot on the other guy. No, don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a bead. Do not do it. Um, and it's like kind of like Connor before before he started to lose. Like prime Connor was like, uh, you know, b- before the Nate fight. I don't know. I don't know. So right now, we'll see. Real quick, I did, while we're on the topic, I did want to discuss Islam is a minus three thirty favorite on FanDuel Jeez. for that fight. So that's nuts. Minus three hundred five like, on DraftKings. It's also probably fair. Like you know, yeah. maybe Volk w- looks great round one, but then after that, he gets shut out. I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen Volk like really. Uh, we we've never seen Volk lose in the in the way that he potentially could against Islam. But we, 
I guess we did see with Charles, but it's been so long that we thought we got a new guy. I think Islam is just going to be one of those guys who just doesn't lose. Lose like it's, that's what it seems. It really does. He just seems like it's it's he's he seems better, like better. the same as Habib. It really does. Like it's he is. And now you figure he's at that level. Now he's just going to he's just going to keep climbing. Like he's not he's not somebody to me that's like seems like he would take some time off and just kind of chill or party or enjoy. No, he wants he wants more. Like he's going to keep going, keep grinding, keep getting better. Keep getting stronger, you know. Like, I oh, hope man, so. This could be a could be a scary, scary beast. He's only thirty one, you know. Like, yeah. It's the thing that always bothered me about Habib, though, is that he would fight once a year. Yeah, like you know, and that would always just because I just hate having a division getting held up like that, two to three times a year. I mean, at least twice. You, then you can. Well, that's I, two for Islam, for what it's worth. This yeah, year. but now you know how like Habib was fighting. A little bit more regularly until he won the belt, and then it was one True. strictly once a year. And yeah. I know they have like Ramadan; they have certain things that they can't really fight uh, during, and it kind of throws their whole Travel, schedule in whack. Plans. Yeah, you know, you're, you're living in Dagestan, you're living, you know, it, it's a little bit difficult. Then you got to go to San Jose and yada yada yada. Yeah. But I just hope okay. it, it doesn't hold the division up. And uh, I mean, listen, man, uh, Islam proved me wrong, and I'm I'm <laughs> I'm man enough to admit it. I mean that that was a Eye-opening uh, performance. He just looked as, about as dominant as I've seen since somebody like Habib. And, uh, I, I mean, yeah, it's kind of nice that they've kind of settled. We don't have to have that conversation about what's next. It seems like they're going to do Volkanovski. I mean, we'll, we'll get to Benil. It seems like Benil deserves a shot, and he's kind of getting screwed over and over again. But, uh, I mean, I guess you could do, uh, you know, we'll get to Benil. I don't want to jump ahead, but... Yeah, it just seems like uh, it's settled, and it's going to be them two. And uh, you know, yeah, and the number next to his name's a little crooked, but it's it's justified. I mean, he's already the number three pound for pound fighter on their UFC rankings, which is pretty nuts. But he's in my top five. Sneak peek. Probably, yeah, exactly. We're probably going to do our pound for pounds on Friday, ladies and gentlemen, for everyone out there. So uh, check your schedules or, or lock that down. But lock it in, baby. Yeah. I guess Charles, you'll have to see where they go from here with him. I mean, he they could do Daryush and Charles to settle yeah. who's going to fight next That'd after those sick. two, uh, or Charles could fight. I mean, uh, I guess you can't run. You don't want to run it back with Poirier or uh, Gaethje, but I, I don't know. I mean, Chandler now. I mean, Fazeev maybe run someone that's like that. And, uh, that's a rookie and that's a rookie and fight is huge. Yeah, it's, huge uh, for the next contender because you got to figure which they're nine and eleven respectively. Uh, no, no. George Bush jokes there, but you got to figure that Gamrod at eight, yeah, you know, did, Gamrod I, lost some steam. He, he he fought Darius, but he didn't look great. Let's just, I'm just going to admit it, you know, especially in the later rounds. Uh, RDA at seven, he's got a fight coming up, but he's, I mean, his fight is buried on the on the um, Orlando um, main event main card. He's like like the second fight on the main card, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Fazeev six, Chandler five, like. You know, th- those two guys put themselves in a, in a good position, just maybe like one win away from getting a title shot, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, they're right there. Uh, so it's kind of uh, – it's always crazy when a title changes hands because it opens up a lot of uh, different fights for different people. I don't know if we want to see Islam versus Keiichi or anybody like that. That's not a uh, – not going to be much different than what happened with Oliveira. So yeah, uh, let's keep it moving. Aljamain. Aljamain Sterling looked dominant in his performance – Against a uh, – this this fight kind of just it, – it, it, I don't know what the proper way to explain it, but it just like – it kind of got ruined, right? Because we didn't get to see a, a, uh, a fair version of what we may – what may or may not have happened. But, I mean, TJ got taken down. He got dominated for the whole eight minutes and 44 seconds of the fight pretty much. But he was not able to really fight because his shoulders were popping, or his one shoulder was popping out over and over again, out of out of a socket, out of its place, and it uh, didn't allow him to do pretty much anything. Whenever he was even, even at one point was able to get back up, it was in that first round, right? Crazy. And yeah. and yeah, and he still was like still throwing the other hand, but trying to pop the one the shoulder back in. Um, I know they tried to make this fight so Aljamain would become the babyface or the good guy after this, but that's just not who Aljamain Sterling is. You know, he Aljamain Sterling ruined that the day he acted like he earned the Yon fight or the Yon uh, the belt after the first Yon fight. No yeah. one really, you know, what I mean, like 
we don't care after that. You, you're, you're a douchebag. You are whatever the word are <clears throat> word is you want to say. You just kind of have to own that because, I mean, it doesn't really matter what people think. You're still the champion, and you just dominated TJ Dillashaw, and you're going to dominate whoever. Because listen, Aljamain is huge for 135. He is fucking yeah. enormous, and his grappling is nasty. That cannot be denied. But I'd like to see him against somebody who can actually, you know, like. This, this Dillashaw fight did nothing for me because Dillashaw was just apparently injured coming into the fight. So, you know. Yeah, I, I don't, I'd like to know how nobody knew about this. Cub Swanson just came out and said that he didn't, he couldn't even lift his arm up. Like, and listen, I get the whole, he said something like you don't want to waste an opportunity and you don't want to, you know, like lose like, your spot. But at what point is it just like a waste of time and you're, and you're, you, you know, you, everyone's time. Yeah, and you'll get another opportunity because you're still number one or number two. You might have to fight one more time, but it, you can't. You can't just go in there wounded like that. You have no chance whatsoever. None, none. Not 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 even a single prayer because your your one arm is not of use. Yeah, like think of whoever else could have got that title shot that might never get one, or you know, the people whose time you wasted, uh, whose money you wasted, your own, like. All for something that you like. Listen, it was different when Francis Ngannou fought and his ACL was completely shredded and he couldn't even walk. Like that was different. This, like, I mean, I get it. You know, I get the selfishness, but this is just going to make everybody hate him even more. And it's it's kind of crazy because he was going up against Sterling, who also everyone hates. But yeah, I mean, outstruck 148 to 13. Thanks for coming. Yeah, that's really it's truly that's like all you can say because it's just that like. No one cares, and he's doing Fortnite dances, and it's just like, <sighs> it's disgusting. I can't, I, I'm not going to lie to you people. I don't like him. I don't like him. So my bias will continue to kick in in here. I, I won't deny how good he is. I just told you how good he is. I, that, I'm, not, I'm not an idiot in that sense, but it's just, uh, I mean, I just hate having to deal with the, you know, then him trying to play like victim. People don't like me. Like, no wonder people don't like you, bro. Like, you, you kind of play into this, and you've played into it since you were doing the, oh, you salty with the belt and everything. Like, that's that doesn't go away. It's never going to go away. And now, I don't know what they do for his next fight. You know, I don't know who he who does he fight for the title because, I mean, O'Malley's sitting right there, but I don't know if they're going to run that immediately because it, it doesn't seem like they wanted to do that. It sounded <coughs> like Dana wanted to do Cejudo. So it looks like, I think Ariel said it today, it's, it looks like that they're scheduling... They're trying to set up Aljo and Cejudo for 284 in Perth. Wow. Um, so, Who yeah, would you I mean, take like, that? this is, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I haven't, I, I haven't seen Cejudo. We haven't seen Cejudo in what, two years, right? I would take Cejudo, but he's been off for two years. Like, yeah. that, that's a big factor. You know, I, I think I, the one thing that I will say is that his Olympic pedigree and his background, that thing doesn't just go away. It's not yep. like, you know, that gets rusty. So I think I want to trust that to offset Aljo's strength. And if that gets offset, I don't know what Aljo does because, you know, Cejudo's hits harder, better striker, uh, more durable. He has more heart, I think. Um, they're both dogs. They're both savages. They're both, you know, aggressive and stick to their game plans and pretty much do what they want to do. Uh, they're both – their ring IQs are both excellent. So it's, a, it's an interesting stylistic matchup, um, especially, you know, you factor in two years off and, you know, uh, what kind of shapes he? In, what, what kind of shape is he in? Like, who knows? I think you know a motivated Henry Cejudo um, wins this fight. Yeah, and fucking you know the prophecy is reassured or whatever the hell is going to happen. You know, whatever he's going to start talking about. A lot of the things we talked about with the Dillashaw fight, it seems like could reign true in this, right? Like the his wrestling, their grappling, it, like he'll be able to at least keep it where he wants it to happen. And Cejudo won't get like taken down and dominated because that's just I just can't see a world where that happens. So probably this fight happens on the feet, and I would take Cejudo's stand up over Sterling's stand up because I don't tr I don't believe in Sterling's stand up whatsoever. It has not gotten better in the twenty five fights that we've seen him. So uh, I mean maybe m like minor you know minuscule levels, but it's Cejudo's nobody's taking Cejudo down besides uh, DJ. Exactly. Like. And that was once. Once and and he took DJ down four times combined. Sterling might be um, able to keep him or take him down, but I don't think he'll be able to keep him down. So yeah, that, that, that's kind of where I'm at with all that. So uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, I, I, that is what I what I'm looking for. I mean, I got I kind of understand them wanting to do that Cejudo fight because that's just 
It just, I mean, you don't, do you get to Sean O'Malley right away? I mean, I don't know. It, it didn't sound like they wanted to do that, but speaking of which, we should it's, just jump right into it. Uh, Sean O'Malley, Peter Yan, split decision. Sean, the Sugar Show O'Malley, pulls off the upset of the, of the century and takes out Peter Yan, who was the number one contender in the Bantamweight division. Uh, I, I, I guess there has been a lot of discussion, people saying robbery, and uh, I think that's a lot of people just stepping in that just hate Sh- Sean O'Malley and just biasly looking at it and saying robbery. I don't think it was a robbery. We talk about this all the time. There's a difference between a robbery and something that you think could have gone either way, and I thought this fight 100% could have gone either way. And I would not have been screaming robbery if O'Malley had lost that split decision. And I'm not screaming robbery that he won the split decision. It just seemed like that first round could have really gone either way. Uh, and we we have talked about it on here as well. They are not they are judging fights differently now. They are not judging. They are not giving points or not giving rounds away just for takedowns or control. Like control is not as valued as much as it used to be. They want you to do something with it, and for some of those times, Jan was just holding him down with hands around, you know, hands around the butt, just sitting there holding him, and and then eventually he would land one or two, and O'Malley would get back up, and then he would do some damage on the feet. Uh, I, yeah, I just listen. I I don't think either way robbery. I don't think, but I did think watching the fight. I thought O'Malley won one and three. I definitely for sure thought he won three. He lost the second round, and the first round, you know, it's just. It's hard to adjust because I do think they're just judging fights differently now. Yeah, it's when you when you go on uh, MMA decisions, I usually like pretty much agree with whatever the majority is. So there's 18 people who had it 29, 28 yon. Seven people had a 30, 27 yon. Just just ins- I don't. I, I will say this: the third round I thought was O'Malley's. I think it was the most clear round, but I still think it was kind of close because. Yeah. So right after Yan got hurt, uh, Yan got cracked with that knee. Which I, as soon as it landed, I thought it, it it was blocked, and then he turns around and his fucking eye is just leaking. I was like, Jesus, Christ. like I didn't I didn't realize, man. Like Sean's offense is still getting better. Like he has some yep. dangerous striking. Like he, you know, I, I used to think before that there were some guys at the upper t- the top level that he would be able to hurt. No longer do I think that. I think he can hurt anybody. I think if he stays standing with Aljo, he's gonna put Aljo the fuck out. You know, if it stays standing, that's like, the problem. Seeing what he just did to Piotr Jan, like, people don't do – like, I know Piotr Jan can get hit a lot, but, like, he was, you know, before Jan landed the left, um, after Sean landed the left in round two, uh, Jan was kind of hurt from that one. He was. You know, it, it, it took a big shot from him right back to really – and then that led him to the takedown, which I, I really – I don't know if I agreed with at the time. I mean, it won him the second round, but I thought maybe he could have, like – Got him out. I mean, he got hurt him out of there. Yeah, yeah, he hurt him bad. Yeah, that, that it was bad. You just you, you didn't realize because he was like, as soon as you hit him, he like kind of caught him, like yep. started to grapple, and then he went for a takedown. So like, I don't know, it was weird. But yeah, seven people had a thirty twenty seven yawn, and then one person had a twenty nine twenty eight O'Malley. Matthew Wells from MMA Junkie. There's a bunch of different sites on here: ESPN, Bloody Elbow, Tapology, yada yada, and like. Nobody had a on, on rewatch. I thought O'Malley won the first. I thought he landed the better strikes. Um, I thought if, if there was a top five of significant strikes that landed in the first round, they were all Sean. Yeah. Oh, Jan landed some kicks. Sean threw some kicks right back. Uh, I like what Sean was doing a lot, throwing everything down the middle. Jabs, straight right, straight left. Uh, the stance switching was really, really nice for both fighters, honestly, because they would switch with each other. Yep. It was, it was, they would mirror each other. Um, but the the straight left, the straight right, the jab, the front kick down the middle, I thought was a huge weapon for Sean O'Malley. And I think it's going to be a, a huge weapon going forward. People, you know, used to talk about how he's so brittle and you can tell, you know, from the, from the, from leg kicks. I don't think so. I mean, Jan was 21 to 21 to the leg, but he was, uh, Sean was 15 to 17. So like he, he throws him right back. Jan was throwing some good body kicks. Sean ate him. Sean, you know, Sean didn't didn't go down. He's tall and skinny, and you think you can chop him down. That was not the case, man. That was nope. truly not the case. Round one, he got he outstruck Jan 20, 30, 19. He threw about 20, 24 more punches, so the percentages was off. But uh, in total strikes, Jan outlanded him 28 to 23, and he had a takedown. Sean also went for a takedown at the end of the round that he did not get, but he got two seconds of back control, which was very surprising, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was kind of a good way to cap off that round. I thought I thought he won it. It was close, though. I, I will definitely concede that it was really close. 
maybe if I rewatch it again, I'll give it to Jan. Uh, second round was definitely Jan, and the third round I thought was O'Malley. He landed way more. Uh, I know Jan, Jan landed a couple back for sure. I know he landed uh, a good counter right and a good counter left. He's really good at keeping his hands high, and as soon yep. as you throw something, he throws something right back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it was a good fight. It was a very close fight, and I see why people were mad. And honestly, at the time, I was mad. But um, rewatching, I I don't know. It was it was it was razor thin, and you know, all props to Sugar Sean. Came out to uh, Superstar by Lupe Fiasco, which was great song. Awesome. I know it's old and whatnot, but that's a good song. But it's you an awesome song to that, for the know? moment too, dude. Like yeah, they're absolutely. saying, if he wins this fight, he's going to go into the next level, the superstardom. He's going to be next are, Conor McGregor. What you say you are? It's perfect, dude. It really was. And I, he is what I, he said he is. If I were him, yeah, he is exactly what he says he is. And if I were him, I'd wait. I would wait for the Aljamain Sterling Cejudo fight. Yep. That's that's. I mean. They could have him fight Cheeto Vera, but I don't know what you gain from that. You are the Banger. number, you're number one. That's it would be awesome to see it again. But I mean, I'm not fighting Marab Davishvili. I, I if I was anyone, I would not fight Marab Davishvili because you get nothing Fuck out no. of it. Yeah, you probably lose because he just takes you down. And you can't kill him. You know, you have to bring a shotgun. And that, yeah, that might not and be you get nothing out of it because he's not fighting Absolutely for the not. title. So it's like no, I, I don't I'm know. Wait for the title shot for 100. Like, yeah. percent it might be like six, seven, eight months, maybe a year. Probably next that's summer, fine. if I had to guess. That, that that's what yeah, I, that's, I would assume is. Uh, that, that's he was just in a, in a fifteen minute war with Piotr Jan, like you know, and he won. He came out of that. Many people listen. Piotr Jan has some losses, but those are some fluke losses. Yeah, you know, those are some uh, losses that need context. Nobody's ever really battered, or you know, uh, not battered him, but kind of battered him. I mean, look at his eye, look hey, at his man, face. That that's what we said. We were saying that the, when I was watching it with my friends, I was like, no one's really put damage on him like that. Where he left the fight, where you no. were like. He gets marked up a little bit. That's it. Yeah, his eye was cut split. And bloodied, leaking, leaking, hurt, like wobbling during the fight. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it was a, it, it was about as impressive of a, of a performance as, as I've seen from somebody who was. Last time we saw was what John Dotson. Remember? What? Yeah, you heard him. Yep. Shout out to John Dotson who just lost his. Uh, or no, it's not. Oh, he lost. Dodson. No. Uh, I was gonna say I thought he's been rolling in, in BKFC. He's putting. No, no, no. Out, I'm dude. thinking about Lineker losing his. Um, Oh yeah, his uh, belt one. Yeah, shout out to one. Man, his cup all got that split money. in half, dude. Yeah, how the fuck does that happen? That must have been brutal. Uh, Benil Daryush, dominant. That's all you can say. Uh, he, he kind of uh just waded into the fight a little bit in the first round. Kind of you know got got his feet wet, got underneath of him, and then from there on it was smooth sailing. He was, uh, he he was putting pressure on. I mean, Gamrot was was trying to put the pressure on him and back him up, but anytime he got too close, I mean, Daryush even rocked him at one point. Daryush was dominating. Oh, I mean, he got taken down a few times in the first round, but he was able to bounce right back, and uh, yeah, I think it was 30-27 on two cards. Uh, it, it, this just really wasn't that clo- all that close, especially after the first round. Uh, Gamrot had nothing for him, and Gamrot, pretty amazing because he fought like a maniac for 25 minutes with Sarukian, and it seemed like he only had 10 minutes uh, of a fight in a, in this one because the third round he had really nothing left for him. So I guess that just uh, – it's credit to uh, Daryush and what – I mean, we just – I think we underestimated him, Daryush. I think we overestimated Gamera a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think he probably lost all three rounds. He might have won the first one. Um, just based off the takedowns, yeah. I thought. But uh, Right. Yeah. After that, that was the only round he got multiple takedowns. Uh, he got two of six. After that, he went one of seven and then one of six. So, uh, yeah, he didn't. You know, four nineteen. We said we talked about how he shot. I think twenty one. He was six to twenty one against Sarukian. Four nineteen here. Similarities, man. He's 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 got uh he's got to improve. You know, he's he definitely got to a level. You know, he's what thirty one. He's definitely got to a spot where he's in a really good, really good, really good spot. He got Jeremy Stevens out there in a minute. Uh, he did what he had to do to Scott Holtzman. I thought he beat uh, Guram Kutaladze. Um, he's just, he's, he's done what he's had to do. I mean, Diego Fajaya submitted to strikes. Uh, I mean, he outlasted Sarukin, but now I think he's got to, you know, take it, take it to the next level. I think he's got to just maybe put his striking all together. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like he just gets outworked sometimes. It, it's kind of what happened in the Guram fight also. That's what made it so close. He, he seems like he might be a guy that starts losing split decisions, kind of like the Masvidal effect, you know, yeah. just in a different, just a different kind of fight or different style. He, you know, misses on a lot of takedowns. That's not, you know, judges don't want to see that, you know, at all. It kind of gasses himself out, too. 
Yeah, he, he just he, he makes it hard for himself. Like he's a hard worker and he's a tough motherfucker and he's a he's a savage. But like he makes it hard on himself. He makes it yeah. harder than it has to be to win win a fight, win, win rounds really. Um, but Darius, you know, the, the winning streak he's on, I don't think we really see. We really appreciate what he's done. He, he started out smoking Tiago Moises, then he armbars Drew Dober. Just two tough fight, two tough fighters. Uh, puts Frank Camacho out there quick. That's when Frank Camacho was you know first round knockout or bust. Tricar closed. He overcame some damage. Got him yeah. out of there. Scott Holtzman, beautiful spinning back fist. Remember that? Yep. Um, close, but split decision over Diego Ferreira. Then he just controls Tony Ferguson. Just And then he did what he had to do against Gamera. Those are all different kind of fighters, different ages, different builds, different styles. And he just beat all of them, ran through pretty much all of them with not much. Again, not much resistance other than the one uh, the time Close had him rocked and you know some tight decisions but other than that dude that's that's impressive and listen it's a shame that that Daryush and Makachev fight wasn't able to happen that that would have been yeah. the like because I think if Daryush gets smoked by a Makachev or whatever we we have a completely different or whatever happens in that fight you're going to have a t- different view of the of Makachev and you'll get a more clean understanding of how good he is because I just never thought we got the true uh, look at him fighting Bobby Green and all the names, you know, Tiago Moises, all, all that stuff. But, hey, man, Daryush is no joke. I would like to see him fight Oliveira. I'd like to see him fight Makachev. Those are the only two options in my mind that I'd like to see him fight. He says he'll fight a thousand times before he gets back in there for the title. But, you know, uh, Manu... Also, how about, that, sorry, God. how about that post-fight speech? Oof. Oh, God. Uh, Oof. I wish I could have came and grabbed the mic for him. Oh, my God. I mean, you're... I mean... You know, look where you're at and look what you're saying. Uh, I do respect him for uh, standing up for Iran because I think, you know, they've just been a victim of just awful things. But, I mean, you know, Jesus Christ and you're saying Jesus Christ and you're in Abu Dhabi. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's just here. a little nuts. It's a little nuts, but, uh, you know, uh, whatever. He it, seems it, like a guy. He means well, I feel I, like. I think a, so, too. And I think um, – you know, listen, I think you just use that opportunity to, to work your way to the title. If, like, I know you may not be that kind of guy, but you don't even have to talk crazy shit. Just be like, look what I've just done. Just say you want a title shot. Yeah, yeah, like, look what I've done. and it just Nobody's know. done what I've done. Yeah, and it, I, it, you, I don't know. It just it felt like a missed opportunity. It just felt I was just like kind of like, oh, shut up after a certain point. Like, I get it. We love You love God. The power of Jesus Christ. We get it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You're not in the Catholic country. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I don't yeah. know. It just was a little too much. Manny Faroe. Do- pretty dominant performance. For- oh, geez, performance against Caitlin Chukagian almost just had a mental breakdown right there. But uh, th- these two seemed like uh, carbon copies of each other. If you just m- made Chukagian in a lab and put a little bit more power behind her, that's what Manu for a Manu for Yeah, and, and f- exactly fought exactly like her. Throw through the same combination over and over again. Um. Yeah, listen, I left this fight thinking that Shevchenko's going to smoke her. That's pretty much what I got from this. Uh, Chukagian, I, I told you guys I wanted to take her, but it was, you know, I just didn't have the sack because I had a feeling something like this would happen. And it was just a boring decision and a really boring fight. Yeah, and listen, dude, she, she almost fucked around and lost. Yeah. I thought she lost the first round. She did. Um, and the third round, I it was close, man. Not much happened, but it was close, like... Nobody gave her this. No, nobody gave her the benefit of the doubt. Nobody scored the fight for her. I didn't see, but um, round three was twenty eight to twenty six. She outlanded her. Um, I know that doesn't necessarily tell the story. She got taken down also in the third round, which I pr- was probably what sealed it. You know, she, she didn't yeah. get her down for long, but uh, it was kind of surprising. Right at the end of the round, shoot. right? Yeah, she shot twice. It was kind of surprising to see Chuk not shoot at all. I thought she could have had an opportunity to to really steal a round or steal the fight by just like doing what. Faro did, except she would. I think Chuk would have got more control and held her on her back. She didn't fight poorly, but she just didn't do enough to win. Yeah. Um, but it was very close, man. You know, my Manon Faro stocks. I don't think they've uh, they've gone up really. No, you know, she she didn't look good to start, and she didn't she uh, you know didn't didn't look great to close out. But she did she did enough. I I think it seems like the she's fighting a higher level of competition, so it doesn't look as phenomenal. It doesn't mean she's like worse or whatever, but. When you see these girls or these men against the the higher level of competition, it kind of takes the shine off them a little bit. It's similar to, not the exact same thing, but Chemayev. When you saw him in there with uh, Burns, you're like, oh, wait, this guy is human. Oh, wait, like he's not as good as we think he is. 
And that's just because we put these lofty expectations on them. Maddie Farrow is she's she's great. She's talented. She has uh, all, all the ability in the world. But listen, man, when I saw them put her at number one on the rankings, and that means only one thing is that you got a date with the devil. You're going to have to dance with Shevchenko. You're cooked. You are Whoa. absolutely cooked. And give me Shevchenko minus 1,000, dude, because that's, that's just where I'm at on that, and maybe I'm wrong. But hey, what She's do you number one now. She jumped five spots. Yep. I'd, honestly, I'd like, to, I'd like to see her fight um, Grosso, but I think Grosso beats Firo. Isn't Grosso fighting somebody soon? Uh, Grosso just oh, fought. She just fought Vivi. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so that, that, that's kind of, maybe they do those two next if Shevchenko's not ready or whatever. But Maybe both on the same night. Who knows? There you go. Bilal Muhammad. This, this one hurt. Flat fight. This one hurt. Uh, Bilal Muhammad. Remember the name. Uh, he, hate, he was talking shit about Philadelphia, our favorite city. Uh, just being disgusting. And, before uh, and after. Before and after. It was unnecessary. Ugh. And he uh, put, gives Brady his first loss. And with a standing TKO, Brady got cracked with about a minute 20 or so left in the round. And he did not throw a return shot for the rest of the fight. He just stood there on the fence. He didn't try to shoot a takedown. He did nothing. Brady got completely neutralized in this fight. He, he, he really just, his nose, like I think you mentioned, his nose got chewed up. Uh, it, it just, listen, uh, I mean, I guess at some point we're going to have to start, uh, stop fading Bilal Muhammad or st- stop doubting him. But uh, I, I don't know. I just, I guess my hatred sets in at a certain point, and it's just, uh, I don't like, I don't like Bilal Muhammad. So, uh, but it, he, it does not take, again, another Aljamain Sterling thing where it does not take away from the fact that how go- I know how good this guy is. Because his, his, he just put pressure on Brady the whole time and never let him establish himself. Brady was never able to back him up, never even close to getting a takedown. Uh, was landing some shots on the feet, but never really established any sort of substantial, consistent offense. And that was that. Round one was pretty close, though, right? You think? Yeah, I thought so. I thought he lost, but it was it was a close round. Yeah. I just, you know... Um... I got. I, I started to get real worried when he wasn't. He wasn't even coming close to getting like a takedown, or he no. didn't really shoot much early. Um, I don't even. It said he's zero for five. I feel like I don't even remember him shooting five times. Probably did, but the takedowns um, were so ugly that you wouldn't even have picked them up as takedowns. Like that's. You know, I wanted him to do it early and you know get him down and just to see how if he could or how long he could keep him down. He just decided to strike with him, and I was like, this might not be the best. I don't know. With his back I, to I, the I didn't cage. Like, yeah. That, that's what Once I was like. Him up, man. Yeah, like you know, and what really worries me is that yeah, Bilal hasn't finished a guy in the UFC since 2019. It was a rear naked choke. He hasn't finished somebody with strikes since his first win, his second fight in the UFC. Augusto Montano, who had never fought again. Um, so like, not to say that Bilal doesn't have good speed, a good power. He, he has a good combination. He has good. Uh, assortment of strikes. Honestly, he's a good balance. He's a good striker. He's good at everything. He's just well. He's not. He's got I, a I good assortment of skills overall. I'd say, yeah. Never. He's a, he's a guy that you'd say he's good at everything, but not great at anything. But he honestly might. You know, he. I don't know. He's starting to get there. You know, I know he's thirty four, and he he is getting better every fight. Like you know, I I kind of didn't expect him. I, I don't think he beats Leon. Um, I I know he's no. talking a lot of shit. He wants that. He wants that. Uh, he wants to run that back. He doesn't win that fight. No. Um, he did surprise me against Wonder Boy, even though it was a kind of old cooked Wonder Boy. Did surprise me a lot against Luke. A. I know again some of his wins might not be aging aging well, like yeah. Diego Lima, Damian Maya in twenty twenty one, Lyman Good, uh, even Sat. I mean Curtis Miller at the time was supposed to be a top prospect. Now look at the guy; he's a fucking joke. Um, but still, man, now this one again. Maybe this win doesn't age that well. Maybe Sean Brady just hadn't been pressured. And maybe, you know, Michael Chiesa is not the pressure striker, the pressure fighter, the pressure puncher that Bilal or anyone is. You know, Michael Chiesa will, you know, will hit you and whatnot. But, like, I don't know. I'm really disappointed in Sean Brady in this fight. Um, but maybe we should have saw it coming. It seems like when we leave a Bilal Muhammad fight, we look at the other guy and we're like, well, this guy really disappointed me or this guy did it. But, I mean, I guess at a certain point mm-hmm. we have to just look at Bilal Muhammad and realize this guy's just that good and he's doing it to these people. And we got to respect it. And that's what it seems like he – I mean, but, again, uh, it's hard because I look at Brady and I'm just like, wow, like, 
I was really just underwhelmed at all the skills, and he just he had nothing for Bilal. But that had a lot to do with the fact that Bilal was in his face ready to fight the entire time, putting pressure on him and not really letting him establish himself at all, never let him get comfortable. But they, Also, I saw people... Go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, I was done. I can't. I can't. It's like the 30th time I've done that. Um, I saw a lot of people, and I, live, I was like, eh, maybe. And then I was remembering what I just... He just kept getting hit, and like... All he would do is just back up a little bit, you know, and like wait three seconds. Then he would get hit again. Like he wasn't people. Were, people thought it was a bad stoppage. I didn't think um, so. No, I thought. I mean, I thought I mean, the fact that it's there's 13 seconds left in the round, you could probably let it go. Yeah. But what's going to yeah, change? Mean, that's a lot of punches that could happen, happen in those 13 seconds. Exactly. And then you got to figure to start round three. Which, like you said, what's going to happen? He the wasn't same responding. Thing. He wasn't responding. The thing is, when you get hurt, you have to do something. Maybe clinch. Throw a couple punches back, something. He was just it's, standing there eating punches, yeah. and and you cannot be mad at a ref when you're not defending yourself or Throw giving that guy back. anything to you know look at and be like, all right, yeah, he's still in this fight. He had he threw nothing, so no, he was not in that fight. That was not a bad stoppage whatsoever. Yeah, um, what it is is when there's a stoppage that like it's all about how it looks. Like maybe there's not exactly. If the guy isn't on top of him, murdering him and eating his fucking flesh, and he's not ripping the fighter off him, you know it, it looks bad. Like if he steps in when they're standing, and maybe he didn't, he's not like up against them, pounding him against the cage. Uh, pause. But nice. you know what I mean. Like the way he stepped in, there wasn't like there wasn't action right at that exact yeah. split second. Yep. People are like, oh, 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 what are you stopping in for? It's like, dude, he just ate twenty, twenty plus. Strikes to the face and did nothing. Oh, like unanswered. What do you What do you want to do? What do you want the ref to do? You know he's going to get Herb Dean. Was not intelligently defending himself. Uh, you could use any cliche that you want. It just anything. No, it was Nose not was good. Fucking cooked. Uh, Kayo, Kayo looked good against uh, Mahmoud Muradov. Uh, Muradov just uh, shout out to the money team. Uh, this fight didn't really do much for me. Uh, it, it just kind of Kayo was able to just keep it alive. There wasn't really any sort of threatening for a finish or anything like that by either guy. Just uh, Kayo was just a little bit better on the ground than on the feet and was just able to kind of get the win. Uh, yeah. Not, yeah, I don't know if you have I anything fucking... to add. Uh, it, it really, no, did, this I... is the part of the card I didn't. I don't have much to say to be honest. No, it it, it was sad. Like Murdoff had a, a couple chances. Um, but he just couldn't do. It. He couldn't do it. Round two, um, I thought was interesting though. I, I think Kyle did did his thing, and you know, I will say though, he's he's definitely losing soon. I mean, he he gets tired and his his striking oh, no. and wrestling one hundred percent. He's on the fade sloppy. list. Yeah, he's on the fade he, list. He didn't he didn't even get a takedown that third round. I knew he wouldn't. He got taken down. The problem is he had a reversal and uh and, a, and he just reversed it into a, a complete position of control for that third round that really stole it Murdoff was tired but in the second round he had full mount and he got he was unbalanced he, he the problem with him is he he can get reversed and pushed off and it's, it's really his his ground game and his balance he's always unbalanced and he got he ended up on his back yeah uh, you know and it's he ended up on one side or the other yeah, and that's a guy who's not, you know, not a, a, a specialist on the ground. You know, I know he has some some work on there, but he's a stand up striker. You know, uh, but he grinded out a win, which is what he's going to do. He's going to grind out victories. That's how he's going to do it. Uh, other than an early stoppage, he kind of has a little aljo in him, but he's more of a grinder. I think he has a lot of quit in him that we have not seen yet. So we'll see. He, he's definitely going to be coming up on that fade list. Yeah, we'll we'll see about. Uh, we'll just have to pick the right. I might name. have jumped the gun a little bit. No, yeah, we'll have to pick the right name and see when when it happens. But uh, Nikita Krylov took care of Volkan, who just came out and busted his nut in about the first minute and thirty seconds, and then after that, he really had not much for him. He kept getting taken down. When you're getting taken down by Krylov, it's just not not a good not good look, not good news. He had uh, tons of time. Because he went 15 minutes, and uh, but Volkan stayed in the fight. I mean, but his face was purple from about the three-minute mark in the uh, first round on. So he just was completely gassed and had nothing for him. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he got hurt early. Yeah, uh, he recovered. Krylov, yeah, Krylov got cracked, and then he just. Yeah, I was a little nervous. I was like, "Oh man, this is the the prime Vulcan we we thought we'd see for a little like a minute," and that's exactly what we got like a minute. Yep. Uh, and then he and then he hurt Vulcan. It was actually pretty crazy. Because after that, it slowed down. Uh, he almost got the rear naked choke also in that round. Uh, pretty much after the first round, it was pretty much just boring. Yeah, it was just all Krylov after that. Uh, Bubakar 
Nurmagomedov, big win he had for two him. Fights tonight. Yeah, he had, he had two fights. He went one and one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, it's all good. Him and uh, him and Hamzat made up. Their friends, their family. Habib stepped in and said, "We have to bring up bring all the families together," and that's pretty fucking scary, you know. Having Habib uh, gather together every single Russian fighter there is and say, "Nope, we're all one," and that's that's just terrifying. He said he's the next champion after Islam, and you know, I think one day we're going to see every champion be Russian at some point. Yeah, I mean, at some point you're gonna. Why not? Right? It's just scary. It's just scary uh, overall, and it was scary how quiet the building got when Habib got the mic. It's like God was just coming down, or you know, it, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Armin Petrosian, uh, dominant performance against AJ Dobson. Dobson just not that good. That's what I got from this. Uh, yeah, I like you know Dobson just needs some work. I don't think he's UFC ready. Yeah, that's what I, I know. Think. He's not like twenty three years old. He's not young, but um, and Felder said it best because I I don't know if you saw after, but Dobson was like surprised he didn't get the decision. Yeah, which is nuts. Felder said it best, you know, when you're getting outworked but not hurt, it might be a little confusing that you don't get the nod, you know, which 100% makes sense. Uh, he didn't get hurt, but Petrosian, you know, out just easily out, outstruck him like 118 to 58, uh, just completely dominated. Every, no, not one round was close, so. Nah, that's what I thought, too. I just didn't really think. Um, I guess it's hard when you're in the fight. You think you're in this thing, and then you go, look, you're like, oh, right. wait. Like, that's kind of what, like, Sean yeah. O'Malley was like, listen, I got to watch the fight. Like, I don't know. You know, I was in it, so I obviously probably think I won, or when I got taken down, I probably thought I lost. So then you watch right. it back, you're like, oh, wait, it looked different. You know, like it's completely different being in it and then watching it back later, I'm sure. Uh, I've never been in a UFC fight. I don't know if any of you guys know that, but uh, <laughs> Muhammad Mukayev, not my favorite guy out there, uh, really love, loves to talk on Twitter. Uh, he gets an arm bar with about 34 seconds left. In the third round against Malcolm X Gordon, who uh, was reversing him and was uh, kind of holding his own on the ground for some portions of this fight, Mukayev screws me over on my TKO bet. Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. It was just Mukayev kind of showed he's a he's human. He is human. Also, I I keep doing it. Sorry. No, 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 you're good. When you do that, don't don't ever apologize. I, I talk enough. I, I need someone to be like, hey, by the-. I'm like, all right, go ahead. Also, I think the Makayev, uh, fade li- he's going to be on the fade list because anytime somebody mentions John Jones' record of youngest uh, heavyweight, uh, youngest champion. They go down. Anytime they say they're going to do it, they, they don't do it. Look at Macy Barber. She's like, I think, 26 now, you know? <laughs> Maybe not. I mean, she might be like 24, 25, but Makayev said by March 2024 – that's that's the date. So and he's calling out Roy Vall, who's got a fight with Amir Albazi. I think maybe both of those guys beat Makai. I, I just don't think he's that great. I think his striking defense needs work. I mean, he got his back taken it, which is kind of scary. I mean, I know he got the sub, but it took him a while to get it. The, the transition from the armbar uh, to the armbar was pretty sick. I have to uh, admit, but but we can we can opponent. call what it is, man. Malcolm's yeah. not that good. No, I, no we never we didn't all. come the, into this fight thinking that guy was an elite prospect, and he made. Uh, Makayev made him look like that. Made it look like this was like you know a closer fight than it should have been. So that's a little bit concerning. Doesn't mean the end of the world. Makayev's ranked now, so I can see him fighting another ranked guy. Like you said, Roy Vall's probably a little too high up there. I'd like to see. I don't know. I really don't know. He Maybe... said he could beat Roy Vall and Albazi in one night. Yeah. See, he that's that's just good. let's just take it easy. You know, <laughs> just take it easy. You barely he beat Nakamura. He... Yeah. <laughs> you know, Amir Albazi is a fucking monster. You yeah. Know? Uh, the only guy that guy has ever lost to is Jose Shorty Torres, who the UFC got rid of prematurely because they're like, yeah, we're just going to get rid of the flyweight division. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, we shouldn't do that. Wait, come back. Yeah, so I think he will come back after this. He's got a fight coming up soon, but yeah, I don't know. I, you know, Maybe maybe he could do it. Flyweight is the division, if, if there's any division. You know, Maybe he gets like an interim title shot or something after Figueredo and Moreno like, either fizzle out or just take some time off. Maybe, maybe. Uh, by the beginning of 2024, I could see him fighting like a top five or four, like a number one contender shot. But that's like a year and a half ish that he needs to win like three fights. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't see it yet. And to top it all off, Carol Hosa got dropped by Lena Landsberg to start the night. Uh, and then she's able to bounce back for a majority win, uh, majority decision. And uh, this fight, we told you to stay away from him. It was the right thing to do. 
Uh, no money really to be made here. Um, yeah, that's that. Yeah, there was an illegal knee. There was that um, in the second round. But, yeah, also, Carol Hosa was landing some elbows in the third round. Kind of funny, the elbow queen was getting elbowed. But other than that, yeah, 10-7, she's probably done. Yeah, Lena Landsberg, no need to see her again. I'm, I'm good on that. And Carol Hosa, <laughs> I guess we'll see. Who cares, right? And she's, that, yeah, she's all right. She's 27. She's decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was UFC 280. <laughs> you know, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Uh, that was UFC 280. Uh, we gave out awards to Sean O'Malley and Peter Yan for Fight of the Night, which was justified. Performance of the Night, Islam Mahachev and Bilal Muhammad. So... No crypto, crypto given crypto. out. No, no crypto oh, given out. No. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. So. Uh, I was upset too. And we will be back. They said they're going to repackage it. Well, I guess it's tough to give away crypto when it's a depreciating asset. That <laughs> is any blood tough. money transferred over? Uh, not yet. Not yet. There was a yeah, a couple yeah things given away. Yeah, just uh, lands. People. You know, I could make some jokes here. I'm not going to. So that was UFC 280. This has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Do you have anything to get off your chest before we get out of here? Uh, no, I do not. I mean, yeah. by the time we're back here, I think the Phillies game will be starting-ish. No, it'll be later that it'll night. It'll be later that night. But we will have an episode Friday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, to give you the UFC 2 or UFC was it, Vegas 63, yep. uh, which is headlined by Arnold Allen and Calvin Cater. That will be a nice one. Uh, that that yeah. main event will be a nice fight. Other than that, I can't promise you much after that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know. No, that's it. The- <laughs> that's it. I was gonna, uh, yeah. I mean, listen, Roman Delizze's fighting, and he is now, I believe, he's um, chipping old Cheyenne Velismus. So, you got some storylines there. Christ. All right. So, and then Chase Hooper's in there. So, Joseph, yeah, don't call me a Sherlock Holmes. You know, you got Trayshawn Gore against Josh Fremd. Which we'll see Trishon who's the bigger. Moore is on ultimate fade, fade watch. That yeah. guy just doesn't we're, know when we're to We're going to see who, who's on the bum watch there. But uh, yeah. So <laughs> 281 we'll be, coming up soon. We'll be back. Yeah, 281's in a couple weeks. That, yeah, three. We got Rodriguez three, Lamos two. after that. And then, yeah, it's uh, we have Derek two more Lewis, fights. Bivok. That's a main event? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. we're <laughs> God, don't even get me pissed. Uh, that that We'll get I'll to that when we get to it. God damn it. Uh, I'll see you in Orlando. How about that? Yeah, how about uh, how about I'll not go to that? And uh, wow, that's a good card, dude. It is a good card. I'm just not going to make the flight. Trying to find somebody to go with me. Yeah, whatever. A UFC needs to give us free tickets, and I'll go down there and be an influencer for my 17 we followers. <laughs> we could get media credentials. You never know. There you go. Hey, uh, hey, I'm Derek. James McSweeney. I fight in. Uh, I used to fight. My brother used to fight. They're like, nah, dude. <laughs> it's not the same yeah, guy. I'll use an English accent and everything. <laughs> It'll work. Come on. I'll be your manager. I'll wear like a suit. No, nah, I don't think we should do that. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back Friday Friday afternoon. Enjoy the enjoy your uh, the next two days, I guess, and uh, go Phils. Go Birds.